Welcome to uh, this celebration tonight. It's always exciting to gather on Christmas Eve and to sing the carols, to read the scriptures, and to be reminded once again of what Christmas really is all about. And we're glad that you're here tonight. Whether you are here as a permanent resident or you're here visiting, we welcome you and we're glad that you are a part of this celebration. As has been the the case uh, for many, many years, we take an offering on Christmas Eve so that we can give it away. And this year's offering is for a project in Haiti. As you're probably aware, uh, the nation of Haiti has been through uh, quite a a lot of suffering and difficulty, some from political unrest, some from disasters that have hit the island, uh, that there is a lot of need. And our church has had a long history of connecting with the church in Haiti, and we are continuing that in our offering this year. We're working with World Hope. Uh, They are doing a number of things in Haiti, but one of the projects they're working on is uh, working in a a community uh, of really displaced persons from Port-au-Prince, this community called Canaan or Canaan, of thousands of people who moved there out of necessity and just created their own community. And there's there's a Wesleyan church there that is ministering to the community And it's doing quite well. There's a school. And uh, they're working also on a solar power project. And so we are helping out with uh, putting walls on the school and uh, also some some, uh, things for the students to to help them in their education and also with the solar project. If you didn't come prepared to give tonight, you can give online through our church website, hwchurch.org, over the next few weeks as well. Please pray with me. Father, during this gathering as we read the scriptures and sing the carols that proclaim Christ's coming. Make this an extraordinary time of experiencing once again the wonder and the mystery of Christ's birth and of his entrance into our world and into our lives. Amen. We gather tonight with the darkness of night all around us. The darkness of sin envelops the world, bringing chaos, destruction, and hopelessness. Tonight, in the midst of great darkness, we celebrate the child who was born into the world this night. In this child is light and life. His coming brings peace in the face of chaos, reconciliation for the destruction, and hope to all who despair. We light the Christ candle on this Christmas night as a symbol of the one who is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, and the light of the world.
Our first scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders." And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is the word of the Lord.
Micah 5, verses 1 through 5a. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. This is the word of the Lord.
Luke 1, 26 to 38. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Everything inside me cries for order. Everything inside me wants to hide. Is the shadow an angel or a warrior? If God is pleased with me, why am I so terrified? Someone tell me I am only dreaming. Somehow help me see with heaven's eyes. And before my head agrees, my heart is on its knees. Holy is he, blessed am I. Be born in me, be born in me. Trembling heart, somehow I believe 
every moment in the middle. Make my heart your best friend. Be born in me. All this time we've waited for the promise. All this time you've waited for my arms. Did you wrap yourself inside the unexpected? So we might know that love would go that far. Be born in me. Be born in me. Trembling Matthew 1, 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save the people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. 
This is the word of the Lord.
Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pleased to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. This is the word of the Lord.
As Pastor West told us, we're going to now receive the offering. Ushers, you can come forward. It's been a several-year event waiting for this evening's offering because we've been wooed by World Hope to adopt this village of Canaan and this church and this school. Some of you have seen the pictures and so on. It gives me great joy tonight for us to receive this offering and see what God is going to do through our gifts. Let's lift up our hearts in prayer. Lord, we come with thanksgiving. You've poured out your blessings on us. Even in the midst of sickness or trials or grief, we see what a blessed people we are. Tonight, with family and friends, we gather. And yet we know that many places of the world and even close by in our own county, there are people who are suffering And there are so many places we would like to help, but we have this opportunity to help some dear children of yours. And we pray that you will bless these gifts and multiply them way beyond what we can ask or think. And may this be a church that will shine your light in the midst of a chaotic place. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Frozen statues in the cold, washed in moonlight, blue and gold. Mary's babe in plastic hay, quiet wonder on her face. Mary, you look so serene, far too pretty, far too we might think we know you well, but what stories would you tell of all the dirt and dust and shame, every burning labor pain, and as I turn to I hear you Shepherds bending to the ground, Bethlehem is safe and sound. Joseph, you look brave and true, but do we know what it was like to be you? How many sleepless nights away found you desperate and afraid. And as I turn to walk away, I hear you say, I am real. Don't turn me into 
love like this To love like you don't even care about The hurry and the hustle Like you are unaware December comes with so much trouble Cause you believe a baby came Not in paintings or in plays But every hour, every hour, every day To be real You Chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And there were shepherds living out in the fields, hereby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, And they were terrified, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in and laying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, spreading, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The the angels had left them and gone to heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. Then they had seen him. They spread the word concerning that what had been told them about this child and all 
who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard to and seen which were just as they had been told. This is the word of the Lord. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, 
Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. This is the word of the Lord.
final scripture reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all humankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. It's interesting to ponder what light and darkness does to us, just to our eyes. It takes a little while to adjust to darkness. After you've been out in the light all day and you go into a dark room, you spend a lot of time uh, with your hands out in front of you and nudging your way around the space so that you don't trip over something or run into something. But after a while, our eyes begin to adjust and we can at least make out what's, uh, what's around us. But you know, the opposite is also true. It takes a while for our eyes to adjust to light. If you have spent time in a dark space and you come out into the light, it often is very difficult for your eyes to adjust and it can feel harsh. And we, we hide our eyes from that kind of blinding light that, that seems to be too much for us. And there's something about that that is not just physical, but also spiritual. There, there, is a, there is a way in which 
in which the light of God can be overwhelming to us, can be too much for us. You see that as the people of Israel stand with Moses at the foot of Mount Sinai. And God says to them, you're not going to be able to look on me. It's too much for you. Your eyes can't take it. And all throughout the Old Testament, God is is revealing himself to people in the way that they might be able to understand it. It intrigues me that when Jesus is born, Jesus is born not to fanfare and flashes of light. I think if it were me and I had planned this event, I would have created some kind of celestial celebration that no one could miss. Comets falling and, 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 and rockets all over the place that would, that would make the greatest 4th of July fireworks pale in comparison. Because I want to do what grabs people's attention. But God seems to work in a different way. His son is not born to to worldwide fanfare and, and, and the flashing of lights. He is born in a little out of the way place to an ordinary couple, a birth that most people don't even realize happened. There is something about the way in which God enters this world that allows us to adjust our spiritual eyes to his presence. And if that's the way God enters this world, I suspect that that might be the most profound means of his people to impact the world. We have something in us that says the greatest impact we can make on the world is these great flashes of light and and rockets soaring and, and comets falling. And sometimes maybe that's the right thing, but it seems to me that maybe the most profound means of influencing the world is not an explosion of light, but a candle of love. A candle of grace, a candle of truth, a candle that looks like Jesus. Throughout the the evening, the light from the Christ candle has been taken to to the lights and the aisle candles. And we are going to spread that light even further. Because what's fascinating about a candle is that one candle can make a difference. But a room full of candles can make a significant difference. And as we watch this visual unfold before us of the light of all of our candles together, may we be reminded of the power of your life, my life, and the lives of all of God's people in this world shining the light of Christ in the world of darkness. We're going to sing Silent Night together. And as we do, those of you who are seated on the inside of the aisle seats, we're going to invite you to light your candles off of those aisle candles and 
You'll probably want to remove the globe uh, before you light your candle. And pass your light down the row, and the ushers will take the light to the balcony. And as we sing, we will see this place transformed with light. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Father, may the light of your Son shine in us, that we may lead others to the light and the life of Jesus our Lord. And celebrating the coming of Jesus, may we proclaim with our words and our lives, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Amen.